You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Actress and producer Gina Torres has entertained on the big and small screen for the past three decades. She starred in television shows like Suits, Pearson, and 911 Lone Star. In this episode, Torres sits down with Washington Post Live to discuss her wide-ranging career and celebrating her Afro-Latina identity in our conversations marking Hispanic Heritage Month. Let's listen. Hi, everyone. I'm Mariana Sotomayor, congressional reporter with The Washington Post. Welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm actually going to be taking off my political hat today to help kick off Hispanic Heritage Month for Post Live. And there's no one better to help get us started to talk about just the differences, the unique things that make up our community, and how we're impacting an array of different places here in the United States than Gina Torres. She is an actress and producer. And I just want to say, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm, I was so excited to be asked <laughs> to be here and kick off this wonderful tradition to celebrate us. Yes. Well, that's actually the first question I wanted to ask you um, is simply, what are your thoughts on Hispanic Heritage Month? Because as you know, you know, some people are very happy that we have a month devoted to just really highlighting the different parts of our culture. We're not all the same. We all have different backgrounds, even though we have so many things that unite us. What is what is your takeaway of having this month and, and, and kind of like what you hope to see and, and hope that this month actually like brings out and reminds people about our community? Uh, well, I'll start off by saying that for me, it's not just a month. <laughs> for me, it's year round because I don't stop being me at the end, you know, in mid-October. What is so special and, and really essential about Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage Month is more than ever, I will say, we are really in a place to experience and do a deep dive into what Latinidad is, what um, Hispanic heritage means and what it encompasses. We are so very diverse and we're seeing the Afro-Latino community really come out and, and express their beauty. And in, in, in the first time in my lifetime, where we are, we have such a voice and we are being recognized in such a different way. Um, and that for me in particular is exciting. So I actually wanna to talk to you about your own experience. You mentioned how you have been in this career for a long time, have very much reached a lot of success. And in part, those kinds of things that people would tell you in the beginning that you didn't fit the standard of American beauty, whatever that meant at the time, that didn't stop right. you from becoming an advocate. Um, tell me a little bit about how, just how you felt when you were getting rejected just because of what you looked like um, and, and you know the feeling of being misunderstood and why you didn't let that get you down, but instead used it to your advantage to really just advocate for a lot of us in the community. All right. Well, the thing about um, the entertainment industry is that it really is an equal opportunity um, soul crusher. It doesn't matter where you're from or 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 what you look like. It it is really sanctioned um, prejudice and sanctioned um, 
uh, othering in, in service to creating and perpetuating certain images and ideas and narratives, right? So when you don't fit that mold, then you have to, you, well, you can either let your soul be crushed or you can really just root yourself in what you know you have to give and choose each moment to make it um, a learning experience, a teaching moment, uh, which is what I had to do. It wasn't so much about becoming what they expected of me rather than being who I was, fully who I was. And it, it, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it, it, it took me a minute. I just love what I do so much. And I, and I knew I had something to offer in this skin, in this body. And they were just going to have to figure it out. So, you know, in the intro that we played, you talked about in a different interview how you don't have to have the most plush seat at the table. It really is about just having a seat at the table. Can you tell us how you even got to that table? What, what, what did you, what advice would you even give to um, young Latinas acting or, or starting to pursue acting in this industry? Right. I, um, I'm in my 50s. So there's, there's a place where you know you you always see sort of this new generation which is extraordinary i mean really truly my hat's off where there is such little um uh patience <laughs> for all the things that we that that women of my generation kind of had to keep their heads down and keep moving about whether it was sexism whether it was um uh you know cultural um annihilation <laughs> and, and all the things between they are so fully themselves and that is such a lesson to 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 find and have and live in uh, at such an early age having said that it's really important that when you are in the room that you listen and that you take in the room and that you know your audience it's really important that you know your audience because what you have to say and what you have to bring has to land and you have to create an atmosphere where it can land and you do that through work you do that through professionalism you do that through picking your battles never letting go of of what your prize is, right, of what your goal is, but you want to be able to reach as many people as possible. So one thing that I found interesting is the fact that in your current role, um, on the current show, 911 Lone Star, you really wanted to make sure that your character, and, and you've mentioned this a little bit, just yeah. embraced who you are, the, the realness of who you are. And, you know, many people, when they think about Latinas, they don't think about the different backgrounds that we come from or that we may look differently. Something that you've definitely tried to champion is your Afro-Latina heritage. And you wanted to bring light to that on the show. Can you tell me why you thought it was possible nowadays to convince, whether it was you know, producers, directors, to let you do that? And if there really is this appetite to just show more diversity on the screen? Of course, there's more appetite. There's, there's a necessity for
for it. It's not just an appetite. I, I think it's, it is incumbent upon, upon those of us who have reached this place um, to really shine a light and really let uh, those in power understand and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we exist, that we have buying power, that we have um, aspirational power, that we're here and we're doing the world and our country and other countries a grave disservice by not um, showing us in, in every hue that we come in, in every state of, of socioeconomic level. And we are such, we are a part of this world and we have inhabited it forever. We just haven't seen ourselves. And why did I feel it was time and that it was necessary is because I'm here and I've been here for 30 years in this industry, um, hiding in plain sight. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting to continue to explain who and why I am. We shouldn't have to do that at this stage in, 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 our, um, in our evolution, in our history. It's absurd, yeah, I, and it I, just speaks to the ignorance in our in that 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 continues to be perpetuated in how we educate our kids. Um, you know, it, I can go on and on, but I'm sure you have another question. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was all I was gonna say is I totally hear you on you know the needing to explain not just who we are, our culture, our backgrounds because we are very different and we just don't fit one certain model. Um, I actually wanted to point out, there was actually a USC study, and this is maybe my my political nerd and numbers, and <laughs> I like looking I love at different number. polls, but here we go. Um, you know, a USC study, it actually released last week, it showed that 7% of major films in 2019 featured elite Hispanic or Latino actors. So that already is a very small percentage. Um, you know, one third of lead actors, when we're talking about, you know, representation in roles, they were actually pigeonholed, if you want to describe it that way, as criminals, right? So mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about not just necessarily what we may look like on screen, but how we're represented on screen and how difficult it can be, or if we are in some ways, you know, kind of shaping the narrative of who we are and in, in, in not the best way or and not necessarily an array of what our culture and who we are as people actually represent? Unfortunately, um, I, I think those who are starting out, and this is starting to change as well, um, whether you have writers, whether you have producers, whether you have directors, um, you, you kind of get caught in this terrible cycle of I want my work to be seen. I have something to give. This is what's out there, or this is what is going to sell. So I'm going to write to that. I'm going to put my energy in that, and then I'll get a foot in the door, and then I'll and then I'll get to do whatever I want. Um, I get it, because we all need to eat, and we all have bills to pay. <laughs> and getting to that place where then I can do whatever I want to do is. Um, is real and we have to sort of make choices along the way the problem with that is that you keep putting the same stuff out there 
the same because it's going to sell. And my point or what I have always hoped to do with the work that I put out there is that humanity sells and that truth and um, is, is what the, the truth of our being is what people want to see because we're mirrors. We are mirrors of ourselves and who better to be mirrors of us, <laughs> of Latinos, than other Latinos. So put your families on screen, put your stories on screen, put the world that you know on screen. And of course, we all have, you know, different people in our lives, different characters that have come in in our lives for better, for worse. Um, but it's also important to show the humanity in it, the why of why this person is doing time, the why of why this particular neighborhood is in shambles and people make the choices that they make, the why of a success story. It's, it's not two-dimensional, it is multi-dimensional. And so often you just don't get to dig deeper into the why of our stories. So it's, it's you know, I often said the height of, the height of any uh, uh, person of color's uh, acting career is to be able to play a pimp, a hooker, a maid, a drug dealer, uh, <laughs> an addict <laughs> with relish and, and, and authenticity without feeling like you've let your, your entire people down, your entire culture down. Um, because you need and want to put those stories and bring a kind of majesty to those characters. And the only way that you can do that is by including the why, is by including the multidimensional um, uh, um, story of how one gets there. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, definitely. It definitely I totally understood what you meant. Um, you know, something... And I also want to play, you know, some rich chick on a yacht. I mean, we all get to do that too, right? I mean... Yeah, it seems fun. Why not? <laughs> yeah, jump into some really nice shoes on a yacht. I can, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you too. You know, in part of of what you're saying, just not only the actors kind of bringing that humanity to their own roles, seeking out and and speaking out about what roles should be out there, what, how we should be portrayed. You know, it is award season, um, a different kind of year because of the pandemic. Usually it's earlier this year, but, you know, something that came out of the Emmys yesterday was the fact that a lot of people who ended up winning and were white. There were some people, or people of color who did win some awards, yeah. but you still tend to see that lack of diversity when it comes to celebrating achievement in the arts. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Have you seen some changes? Are we going in a right direction or is it still stalled a little bit? I think, I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. You know, part of it, it, it's easy to sort of yell and rail at the screen, right? It's like, oh, there should be more of us. And of course, yes, absolutely, 100%, there should be more of us. Um, what I, part of it is the, um, 
is those who are voting. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say that they're a problem, but part of it is is sort of like you know your whole voting pool of people who are of a certain age, of a certain culture, are drawn to watching um, certain content and really have to be kind of pulled out of the habit of watching similar things um, to really experience something with yourself. And there's so much content out there. I, I have to say, I, I haven't watched anything, but everything. There's, there's no way that I can watch everything. And so people are drawn to the things that they're drawn to. They're going to continue to be drawn to the things that they're drawn to. Streaming is, has become so specific um, that it's, it gets harder and harder. I mean, you know this, you're news. <laughs> people tune into the things they want to listen to that, that right. is in direct reflection of themselves. So, um, so content and watching content isn't so different, especially when you have so many choices. What really needs to happen is that the voters have to become more diverse. The, the, the voters in the academies have to become much more diverse and inclusive. Um, and that's how we get to really see the change. So because, how do you actually do that? Well, <laughs> you have to petition the academies. You have to, you know, uh, petition. Uh, and some of that has been done, letting more voters in, uh, letting more um, established uh, voters of, of, of many different cultures um, in so that they can watch and, and they can nominate and put their two, three, four cents in. And that's how you, especially these, these award ceremonies, when you hear a certain show spoken of over and over and over again, then you'll hear, oh, I should have watched that. Oh, I think I'm going to go see that. Oh, that looks really good. But until, until Hentified, um, or um, Vida, or you know, any of these incredible other uh, shows that are out there right now, keep getting the same attention as a Ted Lasso or The Crown, or keep, until you keep hearing those names and those titles over and over and over and over again, it's not going to get the attention that they deserve. Yeah, it's interesting that you point that out because you know, it, it, there you have seen more shows, whether it is you know, families, African-American families, or focusing on um, Asian culture as well as Hispanic cultures. Um, but yeah. those shows, no, from Queens. unfortunately. No, I mean, like, yeah. they're so <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I, I, uh, I, was it Rami, which is another one? I mean, there are just so many incredible, uh, with beautiful work, telling beautiful stories, and they just have to get out there. Right. Um, and I actually wanted to ask you, what are some shows? Because maybe there are viewers right now wondering, hmm, what are what are what are you watching? What are what, what are some shows with a lot of Hispanic uh, culture that's being represented? Or, you know, where can I learn a little bit more about about these people? Right. Or these actors um, right. who are some of the role models today that you're looking at, as well as shows that I think people should you should think people should tune into? Oh, right now, I feel like I, you know, I got this Ted Lasso fire, <laughs> which I haven't seen a frame of, by the way. No, no, no um, uh, insult to Ted Lasso. I'm sure I keep hearing so much about it. Um, I, 
have to say I'm I'm not watching as much as I would like to. Um, but I'm so looking forward to the next season of Gentified. It's such a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, the entire cast is brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Gloria Calderon Colette. Uh, Gloria, yes, Calderon's new um, show with love. That's coming up soon. Um, Vida is fantastic. Um, yeah, I need to catch up. There's a lot more out there. I know there is, but I do need to catch up. And in terms of role models past and present in the industry, who are you, who did you, who are you looking up to? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, there's always Rita. There's always Rita Moreno. There's always Cheetah Rivera. There's, um, in my life, my goodness, there has always been um, Liz Torres who, you know, made me laugh so much. And she, and, you know, and I, and I, she has my name. <laughs> so she was one of the first Latinas I remember seeing on television going, is she, is she mine? Is she one of mine? Um, yes, these are, these are women who have accomplished great things. Uh, and when I think of the time that they came up in, what they have been able to, their legacy is really, is really quite, quite extraordinary. So I, I do stand on their shoulders. And there's some and incredible actors out there right now. I mean, just yeah. that I would love to work with. So what is the advice that you would have given your younger self? Because as much as you don't realize how much you've been able to not just bring to your characters, but, you know, be that kind of change within an industry that is, is in some ways very stonewalled um, to people of color. What would you tell your younger self about, you know, keeping ahead, keeping your head up? It gets better. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and the language that I didn't have then, which I have now is be the change, be the change you want to see. That, those are some of the most powerful words uh, I have certainly heard. And so true. And um, you can't complain. You can't complain unless you're willing to, you know, to, to, to put some skin in the game. And you got to put some skin in the game and be the change that you want to be. Uh, and, and trust, trust that, um, that your, your voice and your story is important and necessary. Yeah. And, you know, you're advocating and, and many are advocating for our community, Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. But how can we even be allies to others who are trying to get more representation in, in the industry? Have you worked with either other actors, other groups who are trying to really uplift not just the Hispanic community, but all minority groups? Yes. I, I, look, it's so important to me that we all have a seat at the table because we all are part of this incredible world and 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 every piece of the puzzle is important and so how do you how do you advocate for other cultures you just do you just <laughs> mention and and promote and support the asian american community 
the African-American community, the, the Muslim community. Uh, it's just, we are together in this. We are what makes this world continue to move forward and march forward and, and be better and evolve. And if you don't include everyone and, and you know, and there I go, LGBTQA <laughs> as well. Um, it's just, you're, like I said before, you're just doing such a disservice to the generations that, that are coming behind us. They need to understand that uh, we're just a small piece of the puzzle, a beautiful piece of the puzzle, a beautiful uh, mosaic of a people, but it's just a couple of tiles in the in the in the wider and broader and more beautiful mosaic that is our world that is that is our country our, our cities our communities you don't have to go global you just have to go down the street yeah well you know before i let you go i wanted to ask you know what can fans of 911 lone star look forward to um what's coming up i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> No idea. I love how I, honest you are. That's good. Yeah, I, I think I, we can expect more adventures. We can expect uh, more um, life saving. I saved a couple of lives last week. Um, there is um, expect expect an event ripped from uh, ripped from real life that we're opening with. I can, I, I can say that, I can say that much. Um, but I'm looking forward to Tommy and what's next for her. She had a really, really hard season um, last season with the, the passing of her, of her husband. And so I'll just, we'll see, we'll see where she is now and, and how she's coping and um, what that looks like, what Tommy being a single mother and superhero looks like <laughs> and i gotta ask is this one of your favorite or one of the roles that you're most proudest of if not what are what are the, some of the ones that you've really loved doing and why i do love tommy i, I it, it is really the first time that a part has come to me so fully fully realized and fully fleshed out um i thank tim my for that he he knew who i was going in um, or in terms of what I need uh, to feed myself and, and to feed my creative soul. So he knew he had to come <laughs> with somebody real. And so for that, I'm incredibly grateful. She's, she has a full family life. This is a rich human being of a certain age um, who, as I like him, takes no prisoners and and keeps moving forward so I, I love that about Tommy I um, and that she is fully rooted in in a world that's um, real she's she's accessible she's accessible in a way that maybe Jessica Pearson wasn't Jessica Pearson uh, from Suits and from Pearson yeah. was aspirational in a way but she was also just otherworldly and ridiculously fabulous <laughs> and and that was fun to play and uh and i miss her sometimes but she's never far and neither are her shoes so 
but yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed a really beautiful, varied career and I look forward to more. Well, we're all looking forward to see what you do next, both on the screen and of course behind it to see how much more diversity and changes can happen within your industry. Um, like I mentioned, many industries undergoing this and it, it is good and I'm glad that we were able to talk to you about how you're trying to shine a light on this. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course. And I want to thank all of you for watching and tuning in. Of course, there are a number of other events and conversations we'll be having during Hispanic Heritage Month, including on Wednesday at 2.30, where my colleague Arelis Hernandez is going to be speaking with Eduardo Diaz. He is the director of the Smithsonian Latino Center, and we will have many more conversations in the next couple weeks. As, as always, tune in to WashingtonPostLive.com to see what is coming up. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Mariana Sotomayor and have a good afternoon. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other Washington Post Live programs, visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.